You are listening to Just Keep Waiting, a podcast dedicated to encouraging and inspiring you through faith-based stories, scripture, and prayer. Here are your hosts, Janet, Kita, and Wayne. What's up, everybody? This is our very first episode, and we are so excited that you have taken time out of your day to join us. Before we really just kick things off, we wanted to take some time to let you guys get to know a little bit about us who we are, where we are in our journey with Christ, and ultimately why we decided to do this podcast. For me, this podcast is an opportunity to share a journey that God has had me on for the last year and a half. Kita, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and and what made you decide to do the podcast? It's funny you say the journey he had you on for a year and a half. I try to put a time on when he had me on the journey and I feel like I've been on this journey my entire life. Every stage that he takes me, I discover him deeper. I discover who I am in him more. In this podcast, I want to share my journey as a wife and as a woman that's seeking to be a mother. And then I also want to share my journey as being his child, my child of God. What about you, Wayne? So me, this podcast means that I get the opportunity to share the fact that a Christian man can be a flawed man, but God is still working through me every single day to, to get me back on track. I've lost a lot this year. I, you know, I lost my wife, but I never lost my faith. Wayne talked about losing his wife. His wife was my sister. And in losing Cynthia, I found a deeper faith because I had to rely on God to kind of find peace in all of the chaos. It was actually through the process of losing her that this podcast came together. Wayne and I would talk and a lot of our conversations were about God and his promise and his word and trying to find peace in that. I was also leaning on Kita a lot and talking to her and her encouraging me through scripture and through faith. As we were all sitting around talking, it was like, this is the podcast. This is what we need to be doing. I want to talk about the journey itself. Wayne, when do you think your journey with Christ started? So I've been going to church my entire life. But, you know, typically when you're a kid going to church, you're just not taking things serious. We would say back in 2005 is when I really started going to church heavily and I wanted to devote my life to God. It was definitely still difficult because I was still a baby Christian. I was trying to learn my place with God and what God can do for me in my life. And I decided to just, you know, immerse myself in the word of God and, and trying to figure out what my purpose was. When you start chasing your purpose and God is when God can talk to you and let you know exactly what he wants you to do in your life. So Wayne said uh, he grew up in church. And so a lot of what I've been learning through my journey, especially last year, is I had an insecurity because I did not grow up in church. I started going to church maybe when I was about 18 19 years old. I remember as a kid, my grandmother taking me to church and just going to church for, you know, special occasions, you know, Mother's Day, Christmas, Easter, things like that. But I was never consistent with it. But the journey that God had me on last year with all the devastation of 2020 was more of a relationship. And he started showing me how I always had a relationship with him, even when I didn't quite understand who he is. In my hardest times, in my darkest times, I would lean on him, even when I didn't understand that he was my father and he is a friend and he is my fortress. I would still lean on him and I would commune with him. But he started bringing my awareness of he was always there, even when I didn't realize that he was. I think I kind of cultivate both of you guys in the sense that I did grow up in church from the time I was born. (laughs) Pretty much my mom had me in church. And even when she took a step out of church, it was my aunts and my grandmother that made sure that we stayed in church. So in a sense, my entire life, I've known who God is. 
as I got older and was, you know, at that point where you decide for yourself whether or not you're going to have a relationship with him, I was doing this one foot in, one foot out thing. And I was never consistent and never persistent with my walk with him. Mm -hmm. It got to a point where I was finally like, okay, God, I surrender. I'm going to give it all to you because I can't do life my way. I was seeking him for like what his purpose was for my life and where he wanted to use me. He began to show me things that kind of scared me. Out of fear, I ran away from God. Mm -hmm. God, I don't want what you are showing me and you can't make me do it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just go do my own thing. I tried it with you, but that's not what I want. So I'm going to go this way. In that time, it was hard. I don't remember a time of truly being happy. Right. I was pretending to be happy. I was masking. Oh, yeah. I was starting to become a person that I didn't even recognize. It finally got to a point where I was like, God, I don't like this person. And I know this is not who you made me to be. I started to go through this different process with God. And I remember going through a fast. It was a three day absolute fast. And I poured out everything in me that was keeping me from him. Right. I had an encounter with God. Mm. When God touches you, you are never the same after it. God came in and he healed my heart and he showed me that this love that I had been searching for in the world was actually a love that only he could provide. Once I felt that it was like, okay, I am complete. I am all in. I am in love with you. You can have all of me, whatever you want. The answer is already yes. Mm -hmm. He began to just change things in me, show me how he wanted me to be. There would be times he would gut check me and I'd be like, okay, God, I hear you. I got to change this because this is not (laughs) what you want me to do. So my journey has been one of resistance a little bit Right. that led to full submission. I thought I could control my life, but nah, I need you to, to lead me, guide me and show me exactly what it is that you want me to do. When it comes down to this podcast, though, what's your why? I want to be able to get the healing I deserve and need. And I feel like this podcast will give me an opportunity to, to speak my truth. Me being a man, it's hard to you know show your emotions and stuff like that. So I want to make sure that, it's, that people know it's OK. It's OK to be vulnerable with God. If you can be vulnerable with God, you can conquer anything with his powers. That's my purpose of being here is, is to show the God perspective of, hey, I'm here. And I want to make certain that um, that God allows me the opportunity to share what he's done in my life to hopefully touch somebody else and maybe going through the exact same process and let them know it's going to be OK. For me, I felt that I spent my whole life being unseen. It wasn't until this morning that I realized I wasn't seeing myself and I forced myself to be hidden. I have to do this podcast because I told God yes. And I told him whatever However, whenever you want me to go, my answer is yes. When Janet asked me, I knew I could say yes right then, but because I wanted to hide myself, I said, well, let me pray about it. (laughs) Which you should always, you should always pray about everything. You should never just commit. Even when you think that the commitment should be yes, you should always seek God. I did. I sought him and I talked to him and I just said, listen, I know that you want me to say yes, but I want to make sure (laughs) that you want me to say yes. He brought up a conversation I had with my husband that week before Janet even asked me about not feeling seen. And he told me that I need you to see you how I see you Mm. and I need you to speak And everything that he has in me, I need to be saying. Man, 
that's some amazing stuff right there, to be honest, you know, to, to be seen by God and to know that your life matters. That's that's very important. That's that's a difficult situation to go through when you, when you feel like that maybe that no one can see the true you. You spend so much time trying to find out who you are, but then you realize God knows who you are in spite of what you know about yourself. It takes a while to get to that point in life to realize that maybe you aren't as bad as you think you are. God has an ultimate plan for you regardless of what you're going through. And his plan is definitely going to make sure that you get from point A to point B. Right. For me, my why is sharing the love of God to people who don't know God. As a child, I remember having a stepfather who would tell me that I was fat, that I was ugly, that no man would ever want me. His words began to rule my life and my life became about trying to prove him wrong and not trying to be pleasing to God. For 35 years, I was chasing that love he said I could never have. Even when I was at my lowest, God showed me a love that completely transformed and changed my life. And now I want to spread that love to every person that I possibly could spread it to. When you have the love of God, everything is possible. Amen. Whether you're battling drug addictions, whether you're homeless, whether you're in a domestic violence situation, when you feel the love of God on your life, those situations go away. So you can be in your rock bottom and the love of God can get you out of it. So I want to clarify that statement to make sure I'm on the same page as you. So are you saying that God allows you to go through certain situations just to get to where you need to be? I feel that God gives us free reign to make our decisions. And even when we make bad decisions, God can take those experiences and turn them for his good. Sometimes he allows us to go through situations so it can grow us or so that we can learn to rely on him. But sometimes bad situations happen. Sometimes we come under attack from the enemy and where the enemy meant it for bad or for evil. God can turn around and use it for good. Everything that we go through, God can use to glorify his kingdom. Wow. Amen. Woo. And you just said something that I had a conversation with God on Saturday, just this past Saturday. You know, God told me the simplest thing, admit, then submit. And that's something that we as Christians forget that we have to admit that when we're wrong, when we're flawed. God wants to fix your problem, but you have to admit that, that you have a problem and you have to submit those problems to God so he can take care of that for you. And that's something that we struggle with every once in a while that I don't understand how to make myself better. It's not up to you to make yourself better. It's up to you to rely on God to make you better. And that's something that we have to turn. We have to turn it over to God. When we think it's about us, it's not about us anymore. The more we turn it over to him, your problem will be, you know, it, it will become that, that mohill situation where it's not as big as you think it is because in God's eyes, it's not big at all. Amen. Right. It's a saying that my mom used to say when we were younger, God says, come as you are, and I will change the things that I feel needs to be changed. And it goes back to something that Pastor Michael Todd from Transformation Church in Tulsa said, when we try to change, we try to change from the outside in. We want to make our outside look pretty, but we haven't focused on what our inside looks like. But when God comes in, he changes us from the inside out. Mm -hmm. You have to fix your heart. You can be supermodel pretty, but if you have a tortured heart, that is what shines through. Yes. Mm. God really focuses on who you are as a person. Let me change your heart. Let me change the way you see things. Let me change the way you speak about things. Let me change the way you think about things. Mm -hmm. And those are only changes that God can make. Amen. But again, it comes down to we have to seek him first. Amen. God doesn't force himself on us. Right. We have to open the door and allow God 
God in. Mm-hmm. You know, when you said that, all I heard was God tell me in this small voice, I'm going to give you a new thing. And that's something that we often want. We want a new thing, but we don't know how to handle that new thing. You have to be willing to walk that line. We're so focused on what we've been through in life, but we're not focused on what God is trying to get us through to get us to. Where I want you to be. For me right now, I'm in a season where God is telling me I need tunnel vision. He was saying, whatever is going on around you, I need you to ignore it and stay focused on me. Mm. And if I'm not in it, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at right now, where God is like, whatever this person's doing, whatever that person's doing, it doesn't involve you. I had a job opportunity come up yesterday where somebody was like, are you interested in? And I had to tell her right now I'm in a season where God said, if he's not in it, if it's not about him, I can't do it. God, I don't know why you have me in this season, but I'm going to be obedient to it. Pastor Charlotte and Pastor Mike from In His Grace Church, they've been saying all this year that this year, year 2021, is the year of obedience. It's the year where everything God has for you will be unlocked with your obedience to what he's telling you to do. Not doing it your way, not tweaking it and say, okay, I'm going to do it, but I really want to just kind of do it and follow the steps and add this to it. Mm -mm. It's being obedient for us. That can be the hardest if you don't submit to realize that if you do it his way, your desires will be lined up with his desires. Everything that you're seeking will be in his will because he's going to change your taste. So he may tweak what you're seeking. He may tweak what your desires are, but ultimately you'll find it in him as long as you're following in his will. But you have to be obedient and you have to be willing to submit. So like what you just said, Wayne, admit and submit. submit. (laughs) Something you said about the it's hard for us to kind of follow God's will. And I think the hard part is you're going to disappoint people because our nature is to be people pleasers. But do you prefer to please people or please God? Amen. I am in a season where I'm having to tune everybody out. You mentioned something about seasons. What does seasons mean to you in general? To grow in Christ. You go through stages. So seasons and stages are the same thing. When you first decide I'm going to take a walk with Christ, You go through a cleaning season or a purging season Mm -hmm. where he's like, I got to take all of this junk out so you can make room for me to come in and work. Mm -hmm. So whether that's forgiving Mm -hmm. people or letting situations go or stopping habits, Mm -hmm. God comes in and he cleans all that out. So now that I got room where I can come in and do some work, we go through a growing season Mm -hmm. where you, you have some tests, you have some trials, you have some tribulations, but it's also God can show you what he can do. Wow. And if you seek him and find him in the middle of that mess, you come out was like, I know my God. I know what he can do. I've been tried and I've been tested and he's gotten me through that other side. Right. Then you go through a season where I'm going to pull you out a little deeper. Don't get stagnant where you are thinking this is the good life because I want you to come deeper with me. I want you to come closer to me. And so you go through those phases where are you being obedient? When you hear his voice, are you listening? When you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God said, do this. Do you do it even if it makes you uncomfortable or do you go the other way because it's going to be uncomfortable? (laughs) You just said something that I want to jump on real quick. You know, when you're walking with God, get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's a whoo. You don't understand what that means to me is that I'm so used to doing things on my own 
not thinking about how it impacts others. But then I realized it doesn't matter how it impacts others. It's God getting the glory about what I'm currently going through. Am I pleasing God? I can tell you about a time when my faith was tested and when God was like, I need you to trust me and trust that I have your best interest at heart, even when you don't understand the situation that's going on before your eyes. It's crazy when God is saying, trust me, despite what you see. Don't even trust your own eyes. Yep. That's hard to do when he says, trust me, despite what your human eyes are showing you, because I have your best interest at heart. So I think we had this conversation before, Janet, is that I remember I sent you a message one day and God told me to see beyond seeing. And that's something like, I'm like, wow, what does that mean? But God wants you to see beyond yourself because God's plan is way bigger than we even fathom or even understand. So see beyond seeing. What your eyes can see. So all of last year, anybody who asked me how I was doing, I would tell them I felt like I was in the middle of the ocean in troubled waters. And no matter how hard I tried to get my head above water, just when I thought I was going to be okay, another wave would come crashing and pulling me back under. All of 2020, that is how I felt. It was one thing after another, after another, after another. And I was like, God, I said yes to you. Why is it so hard? And and that's the thing. You say yes to God. Don't don't think that all your issues are going to go away. But I was so perplexed by last year because I was like, God, I told you yes. And I've been praying. I've been seeking you. I've been telling you that I want you to use me to glorify your kingdom. Use me to reach the people in the darkest parts of the world. But what I'm going through right now, how can I motivate people? How can I encourage people when I can't even encourage myself? I'm sitting here struggling and I'm trying to pray my way through it, but it doesn't seem like it's getting better. And just when I feel like I'm getting better, I get pulled right back under. The year for me came to a head when I had one sister pass away the same day as another sister was going into the hospital. God, you can't take two sisters back to back. Like I I didn't see this one coming. And I've been consistently praying to you about my other sister. Hmm. The Saturday before my second sister passed away, God showed me Peter and the disciples in a boat in the middle of the ocean. And they were in troubled waters. They were terrified that they were going to die. Feeling like they were in trouble, Jesus came out onto the water. And when they looked out and saw Jesus, they were all shocked and was like, is that you? And Jesus said, it is me. Peter was like, if it's really you, then call me out to you. And Jesus said, come. And so Peter got out of the boat and he started walking toward Jesus. And as he was walking toward Jesus, the winds picked up, the waves got bigger And he was paying more attention to what was going on around him instead of what was in front of him. And he started to sink. As the waves kind of took over him, he reached out and said, help me. Jesus reached out to bring him up. But instead of bringing Peter up, he brought me up. Mm. And he said, if you just stay focused on me, I will get you through this. Every time I think about doing something else, God brings me back to stay focused on me. And he's saying Don't do that. Stay focused on me. Don't think about that. Stay focused on me. And so I'm in that season of despite who you may hurt, despite what you may have to turn down, despite not having financial security, are you going to stay focused on me and trust that I'm going to get you through whatever it is that you're going through? 
It sounds like winter. So like the winter season is like, okay, so when it snows, it's really beautiful. But when it's not any snow on the ground, and if you look around, the trees look to be dead. The flowers look to be gone. It looks like a dead season. It's very quiet. It's very still. But what's going on underneath the ground is that something new is being prepared to rise and to be born and to be created. I was thinking the same thing, preparation. Yeah, it's a, it's a preparation season, which kind of brings me to why we chose just keep waiting. There are going to be times in our lives where it seems like winters last for a long time. Like it's it can last years. Sometimes it lasts days. It can last months. And it seems like things are dying, but they're not. God is preparing you for springtime. He's preparing you for growth. He's preparing you for a blossom, for a bloom. He's He's getting us ready. And it's, it's hard. It's difficult. It's quiet. It's lonely. You know, like winter season, a lot of times is like the highest season for suicide. It's the highest season where most people are the most depressed. It's the season where people struggle the most financially. But if you just hold on, spring is coming. It it takes me back when you said it looks like everything is dying. In the Bible, Jesus says in order to become a new person in Christ, you have to let your old self die, which means you have to let old habits die. It's not that, oh, I'm giving up my life and I'll never. No, you're walking into a new life, a better life, a life with purpose, a life with, with a fullness of joy. But in order to do that, you have to first trust Jesus. You have to trust him. I can tell you in my blooming season that going through your winter season, that it's going to come out better. But if you're in your winter season, you don't see it because all you're seeing is what's going on around you, which is very important that you go back to what was said earlier, maybe five minutes ago. Don't even trust your eyes. See beyond what you see. See beyond what you feel. You have to trust him. He is going to see you through. I'm a witness. I may not have what I am desiring right now, but what I have after 2020, I have a closer personal relationship with God that no one can take away from me. He saw me through my darkest time. He saw me through. He saw me through wanting to not be here in this world anymore. He saw me through depression. He saw me through suicidal thoughts. He saw my marriage through struggle. He saw me all my pain he's gonna see you through amen all right guys that just about wraps up the conversation today but before we leave we want to just end in a little bit of prayer father god we come to you and we may be introducing the listeners to our voice but we pray that today we are introducing somebody to what a relationship with you can be. Lord, I ask that you continue to use us. We continue to be obedient to your word and your will. Lord, I pray for someone that is out there in their winter time and they feel like letting go and giving up. I pray that this word encourages them that their springtime is right around the corner. I pray that they know and they hear and they understand that if they just keep on waiting, that dark day is almost over with. And that day that they feel the weakest is what you're going to use the most to show how strong and show the strength of who you are. Lord, I ask that through this podcast and through that person's life, you have your way, Lord. You throw your weight around, Lord. Lord, and you show them that you are God. You are their father. You are their friend and you are their fortress. In Jesus name we pray. 
And let every heart say, Amen. 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 All right, guys, we don't want this conversation to end here. Head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash JKW podcast. And let's keep this conversation going. As always, subscribe to the show so you can catch every new episode. And also leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Be blessed.